from the third dimension. This is 3D or 2D.com's Duh 3D Show. Put on your 3D glasses now. If you're wondering what the 3D stand for, they are discussion, debate, and the news. We hope that you enjoy the show. Get it? The show? Duh. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to episode 98. I'm Adolf, and I have with me the Jakes. Say hello, classic Jake. Say hello. And say Waza Woozle, new Jake. <laughs> Waza Woozle. <laughs> so this episode is going to be another big one because uh, we got a lot of movie news that has popped up since we uploading the last The 3D Show. So we got a lot of stuff that has happened between then and it's kind of just surprising how much news is popping up, but it's also kind of good as things are kind of, sort of, getting to a different, you know, universe. Um, we're not exactly the same, you know, post-world, but we're not also exactly 2020 either. It's it's a weird kind of situation with the, the world and news and all events. So, let's start off with... Uh, News about some DC movies that are no longer in production. Uh, two movies, specifically. One, I don't care about. The other one, I understand uh, why. So the first one is the Trench movie, uh, that which is about the Trench monsters from Aquaman. Yeah, that movie is done. Not going to happen. What are your thoughts? That was a stupid idea to begin with. <laughs> I agree 100%. <laughs> I just figured this is uh, Warner Brothers announcing stuff to, it seems like um, they like to announce a big slate of movies to try to juice their stock and then have no intention of ever follow through and that just seems like The Trench was one of those movies and obviously <laughs> nobody came up with a script or an idea So it It didn't need to happen because I didn't care about those monsters. I cared more about that octopus playing the drums than I did the trench monsters. Ah, Topo, one of Aquaman's uh, loyal pets. Yes. <laughs> the next one will get Peter the Pufferfish. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, there was supposed to be a movie about those trench... I forget what the hell they're even called, but they're like monsters that basically we have one pretty cool scene actually in Aquaman with these monsters attacking Aquaman and Mira and they, they get through it and apparently they're going to make a movie about these things and it's like, honestly, I agree with all y'all that it's just no need for that. There's no need to spin off that movie. That was not needed at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh I, I was thinking there were some characters in the Aquaman universe that would have been perfect cannon fodder. Because I doubt they're going to use Garth and Tula and Dolphin. And they could have used those characters. And nobody would have cared if they killed any of them off. Meh. But then again, nobody would care. Yeah. It, just, it seemed like they were just wanting something and... Because Aquaman was the only billion-dollar-grossing DCEU movie so far. We got to milk it for what it's worth and nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand exactly why they would need to, you know, try to get Aquaman 2. 
fast tracked because it made a mo- lot of money, more money than any one of us really thought, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That was a pleasant surprise that it made all that money. And all yeah. of us like it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it makes sense to, yeah, fast track a sequel, get that going. People like the movie, it's good reviews, goodish reviews, and it made tons of money. Yeah, obviously. But then, you know, let's have a spinoff of these monsters. Cares. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. Now, the other movie that is uh, no longer in production, I'm actually using my words correctly here because people want to use the word canceled, and that has a whole different connotation nowadays. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this movie is no longer in production. Is uh, the New Gods movie, which is pretty disappointing, actually. Yeah, I'm heartbroken. Uh, Kirby at this time, because on this time period, was doing, because he was doing the, um, yeah, this was announced even before the Eternals, which is what Kirby was doing at Marvel when he, when he left, and then he came over, and he was interested in this cosmic stuff, so he kind of revamped it at DC as the New Gods. And it was much more developed than he ever developed the Eternals, because he worked on it much longer. Huh. So I was really wanting to see what uh, Ava DuVernay was going to do, and we're not going to, and that's sad. Well, she did a wrinkle on time, and if that has any indication of what she did with the big budget, I'm kind of glad we're not seeing her do New Gods. Well, that was an unfilmable book. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I've seen the first adaption of it. Ava DuVernay's is a hundred times better. Yeah, but and, it's just not a good movie. And I'm really disappointed with the film what came out of that, and also the fact that, you know, they probably weren't going to let her go hog wild and change the... It's it's one of those things, it's one of those childhood classics that is sacrosanct. I mean, it's, it's like somebody trying to do Gatsby today. If you change it people have a heart attack and like mm. they did like they did with the 3D version but people liked it yeah i i was i was pleasantly surprised by it so the new gods um i think would have made more sense after the snyderverse um you know after the snyder cut because we do get dark side there and we do get an introduction to more of the characters because that's mm. where dark side steppenwolf uh, uh, you know, all of those characters are from the New Gods, and uh-huh. so that would have been a nice way to do that, you know, and have, you know, if they want to give that to Snyder, hell yeah! <laughs> but, like, uh, like, it seems like the Snyder cut really fired up people in a positive way, and you think they would have pushed into it and, and, and fast-tracked New Gods. Maybe they're going to wait for a little bit down the road. That's what I'm thinking. It's going to be yeah, probably put back say, in production. He did say if these go back in production, they're going back to the, you know, uh, Ava is going to get uh, new gods. And, and I'm, God, I'm trying to remember all the people associated with the trench, but they're not going to get new teams. It's going to be the production teams are going to go back to them if they go back in production. I, I think the trench is just going to be dead. Like, yeah, it's dead. Uh, so, or they're going to fold what their ideas for that. They're going to get folded into Aquaman two or three. Yeah, save a little money down the road. It's like, yeah, we got some of these ideas 
here you go, no more extra money. It would also probably be more appropriate to develop it for HBO Max. Yeah, kind of like a TV series, but I still don't want a trench movie that's completely useless. Yeah. The, the new gods have a lot of potential, and there's something that's been very much um, minor in DC Universe. Like, you get some here and there. You get Orion guest starring in Justice League, um, but you don't really get, like, a huge... Like, I don't remember there being an actual full cartoon series of the new gods. Has there been? I don't nope. think so. Nope. Yeah. But, like, Darkseid and Desaad and... Um, a granny have been here and there, you know. So, yeah. 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 I'm trying to remember which one of the live action CW shows Granny Goodness was on. Um, so yeah, it would, I think there's potential there, but I understand Warner Brothers hesitance on here because it's a big thing and I, we still don't know. I mean, I, right now I trust the Marvel Cinematic Universe completely. But we still don't know the status of the Eternals. We don't even have a trailer for that movie, and you know, <laughs> it can be really odd and hard to do. I I kind of I hope like if they ever do make this, YTD's behind it because I think he can make it work so well. Um, but who knows? Maybe one day, maybe in ten years, they'll make it. But it's gonna, you know, I'm glad they just called it a spade and said done. We're not going to be messing with this right now. And, you know, it's better to have it be done and, you know, than to be in development hell for 10 years and never. Like, uh, like Spielberg's Black Hawk movie. Yeah. Which I'm betting is never going to happen. I mean, if they make a TV show of this, I think that would be pretty cool, too. Yeah. Well, they kind of already made a TV show that's kind of like that. It's called Baba Black Sheep, also known as the Black Sheep Squadron. I mean, it wasn't technically Blackhawk, it was Papa Boynton, but it might as well have been Blackhawk, because it seemed to borrow more from the comics than it ever did from the real life of Pappy Boynton. Well, I'm talking about the New Gods, the New Gods TV show on HBO Max. I'll be definitely game for that. Yeah? Oh, that would be awesome. I mean, if it, that has so much potential to be like, you know, Game of Thrones and have high production value drama... Yeah, there's a lot there, and Darkseid being one of the most powerful DC villains, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And just to see a new Genesis and a, an a, a Apocalypse, that would be so awesome. And Orion. Orion's a very much underused uh, character. He's pretty cool. I like him. He, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I'm sad about New Gods, but I'm completely happy that Trench is gone. Yeah, I didn't care about it when I read the announcement. Hey, we're making a movie based on monsters in that one scene in Aquaman. Like, eh. well, let's do a horror movie, and James Wan in a horror movie will always be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he directed or not, but yeah. Well, it would depend on. I mean, if uh, if some of his some of his people, some of his writers and stuff have moved on to directing, and they do some really good stuff, you know, like Lee what now. Yeah, he's knocked, the, he's knocked two out of the park completely between no. Upgrade and Man. Uh, Invisible Man, yeah. So let's keep going here with more DC news since uh, we, have a, we have a lot of DC news, actually. So we got uh, more information that 
the next movies will be in the same universe, except for Batman, which is going to be in Earth 2. But they're going to try to continue the Snyderverse or try to keep the same universe, which I'm fine with. I, I think that's fine. You don't really need to... Um, I don't think there's been that many contradictions that they need to fix. And I, I'm fine with having the same movie universe. What about y'all? Mm. Well, they already, they've already blown apart shared universe anyway because nothing matches up to Zack Snyder and I don't think the, Sny- the Snyderverse is I think pretty much its own little universe I mean you got Joker it's its own little thing and Birds of Prey who has any idea where it fits into anything so Birds of Prey is interesting because I don't feel like that movie really undercuts anything you do have the same Harley Quinn and they don't actually show Joker they just kind of reference him so I could see that just be, okay, the next movie in that time frame of after Suicide Squad, uh, be, be before the new Suicide Squad or whatever, um, which we you got a second trailer for that, which just kind of threw me out of whack, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. soon. Um, which looks cool. I, I'm game for that. Uh, new Jake, what are your thoughts on the trailer for Suicide The Suicide Squad? Uh, both of them were excellent. I like the new one a little bit better because it felt a little bit more emotional, I guess, like a, a slight emotional slant. But I mean, it just it looks like a fun ride and it's James Gunn. I am down for anything he does. The only thing I'm worried about is the last time we got uh, dueling uh, trailers for a Suicide Squad movie, the suits heavily butchered it. Yeah, I think they're going to let James Gunn do his thing because. Well, he's done Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) But there's been a lot of people screaming that they love the... They they like the calmer trailer more. And I just hope that DC doesn't take this as a mandate to enforce a PG-13 rating on the Suicide Squad. Oh, no, I think James Gunn has it in his contract that's going to be R or nothing. Because, you know... James Gunn has the pull, the leverage to make that happen, and yeah, I think I think we'll get it. I sure hope so. I think it might be like Deadpool two, where you got the R rated first, and then later on you get a watered down, crappy version of it of uh, <laughs> the movie that's PG thirteen. I never saw Once Upon a Deadpool, but I've heard that it's not that great of a recut. Um, the scenes with uh, Evan Savage are cool, but it's not really worth the cut of everything else. Uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage, yeah. <laughs> it's, that would, it's that okay. would be cool with Adam Savage. <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah, I would like it with Adam Savage. <laughs> uh, Adam Savage yeah, he, from... Uh, yeah, Mythbusters. He could use Deadpool as uh, his dummy buster to test out myths. Um, so, I, okay, the DC movie universe, um, I guess Suicide Squad happens before Justice League, um, and Wonder Woman happens before, uh, Man of Steel, obviously, Wonder Woman 84 also happens before that, but 84, I don't know how all those wishes and everything else fixes, you know, if that messes up stuff. In the timeline, I don't know. Aquaman does seem like a sequel to Justice League, but barely. And Shazam, I guess, happens after um, Justice League, and Joker is his own thing, but it's okay. I don't. Um, and then Bird- I-, I think it's very doable. 
that they could just continue off and have and just like, yeah, it's fine. It's it's good enough. Um, I don't think it's that anything broke too many things from continuity, but just going to say, oh, we're going to fish, fix it in Flashpoint, which hopefully gets made. Yeah, I think they're in production now. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's workable. I mean, you know, I love the MCU, but there definitely is some stuff there that doesn't connect perfectly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Incredible Hulk being the most obvious one. Yeah, and then uh, basically the Agents of Shield TV series, which started off inside there, but then ended not at all in there, and some of the you know that got jettisoned, and um, you know the other TV shows before that never really kind of sort of connected, but then it looks like they're dropping them, so... Yeah, it seems like the thing that's a canon is uh, Agent Carter. Yeah. Yep. So... Darkhold in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, that's different now, because it's just different Darkhold that was in uh, WandaVision, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, they say it's the same Darkhold, but who's saying it isn't? Unless it comes from Feige himself, I would disregard it completely. So, yeah, I, I'm just saying there's there's some issues in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that don't connect perfectly either. So I think the DC is salvageable that they could continue on and not have that many things. And yeah, they'll have their one-off Joker, one-off Batman movie. But um, I think you know Flashpoint could definitely be in the you know and Aquaman two could be it's still in the same universe. So I think it works. Um, now let's keep going here. We got Black Adam news. Yes. Mm. So we got a release date. Yeah. When is the date, Classic Jake? Uh, July 9th, 2022. Surprise, no trailer. Surprise, no trailer yet. Well, this week they broke ground. They, uh, started filming. Um... And this has been development hell for forever. Mm -hmm. It was announced 14 years ago. And this hopefully connects with Shazam. And, you know, I think Shazam is before Justice League, but who knows exactly, you know. Um, this should, hopefully, they're, you know, talking to one another and, and getting everything synced up with Shazam because Shazam and Black Adam are rivals in the, in the comics. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But obviously, this is supposed to be like the origin of Black Adam, which we don't see in Shazam at all. Um, so I assume this is going to be mostly a prequel, which is totally fine because Black Adam ha sh deserves his own story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's The Rock. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Black Adam used to just be like the reverse um, Shazam to kind of like Reverse Flash is Reverse Flash, you know, and. Bizarro is reverse Superman, but like they've made him over the years into an anti-hero and changed him up. Yeah, they basically gave him uh when they basically gave him Marvel's name. They gave him name of the Submariner's personality. And The Rock always makes good money, and I don't really hate any of his last movies. So I and he's like a big producer in this, right? Mm hmm. So. Yeah, I, I I definitely trust this. I, I think this is going to be a big hit, and it could be like the f biggest hit for DC next year, potentially. Yeah, yeah, it's got great potential. He's got some really, 
The Rock's always got good casting. I mean, it's one of the reasons Rampage works as well as it does. He cast up. I mean, yeah. I was surprised at the people he got for that. The, the only one I'm worried about is Noah Centineo. I don't think he's that good of an actor, but he may change for me in this movie. Yeah. Hey, Pierce Brosnan is, is I completely love that casting in there. So uh, that was a brilliant casting for Kent Nelson. Dr. Fate. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. if you knew that new Jake or not. I, I did not. So yeah, he's a uh, Pierce Brosnan is new fate is Dr. Fate um, in this. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, he's part of the whole uh, justice society of America or just, yeah, GA just society, which, you know, uh, I don't think of America or you know or West Coast. Uh, I think those labels are long dead for any movies or TV series. I don't think they're going to have uh, you know Avengers of West Coast or whatever. I don't think <laughs> or the new Avengers or who knows who knows what they're going to do. I mean, I mean, we don't even know what the X Men are going to be called, other than probably not the X Men. But you know what I mean? How like they had Justice Society of America, or they have um, the Great Lakes Avengers, and it's like I don't think anyone really cares that much about that limited. And Justice League, <laughs> don't forget Justice League Antarctica. Oh God! Hey, I would be there day one if they made a movie about Justice League Antarctica. It was hysterical. <laughs> Keith Giffen, it is absolute craziest. Um, so you guys are excited for Black Adam? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the character and I like The Rock. I mean, so yeah, got a, a blast. Yeah, they had a, a picture of the film slate, and it has the director, which he's done some good stuff. But the uh, I see the cinematographer, I'm like, okay, he he shot Joker, so it's going to look beautiful. At least mm-hmm. I hope it does. Yeah. I like the idea of um these um uh, gods because I I think Wonder Woman could really have a lot of help with that because the gods also exist in Wonder Woman and but they're different and the, DC has always kind of been weird with what gods are real, what gods aren't real, what are the new gods, you know. <laughs> um it's just been kind of out there because um, doesn't like one Roman's gods? Um, aren't they like mix of Roman and Greek or something? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then Shazam's gods are like a mix of both as well. Yeah, and then they kind of uh, Jeff Johns kind of revamped the whole Shazamly and kind of made it now more like the Wizard of Oz with the different realms and stuff. Yeah, because which they, yeah was a good idea. It's just. The execution in the books has been less than stellar, but hey, uh, I thought the movie even, I thought the Shazam movie was great, especially with having to change the villain. Yeah, I, I thought it was great too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Shazam being, you know, Solomon, Hercules, Atlas, Zeus, Achilles, and Mercury. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, are we going to, I think we kind of saw that in like the, whole thing both in the Snyder cut and in the Josh Whedon cut of the past um whether whether you know attacking the um well in the Josh Whedon cut it, they're attacking Steppenwolf but in Snyder cut it was Darkseid that Earth 
Um, but we saw one of them there, right? We saw Atlas or Zeus uh, shooting, you know, lasers at them, right? Or something like that. Or it could have been Ares. I don't know. Yeah. I know Black Adam was a reference in that little scene. That's uh, confirmed. I mean, that was a pretty cool scene. So, yeah, that that could be something that they could use that a lot of times. And hopefully they use it in here because I think that could be a lot of a really interesting story there. You know, because that's supposed to take place thousands of years ago, too. So I don't know if that's going to be something they mention or whatever happens to Atlas and Zeus and Achilles and, you know, Mercury. Did they die and their powers get transformed into Shazam or, you know? Oh, that might turn up in Fury, in the Shazam sequel, Fury of the Gods. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, if something needs to connect, it needs to be these movies, mostly. Shazam, Shazam 2, Uh and uh, Back Adam. Because will they have, like, the Shazam, um, what is it, the, um, the the wizard Shazam in this movie too, uh, they should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, since he's the one who get who endowed uh, Black Adam with his powers. Um, because I really liked him. Uh, what's the actor's name in that? Um, what is the actor's name? I can't remember. Um, yeah, D- Damon Han- Hanshu. Jaiman Hansu. Yeah. Yeah. He was great. So yeah, remember him from Guardians of the Galaxy. So yeah, yeah, I, I'm definitely excited for these movies. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's um see more Warner Brothers stuff since we are on the Warner Brothers DC. We got a Space Jam new Legacy trailer. Now we have no idea if this is a 3D movie yet. I assume it will be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it looked like almost like Ready it's Ready Player One in the '90s. But with every DC character we can, everything we own, all our IP, we're going to throw it in this trailer. Mm-hmm. Droogs, Iron Giant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Batmans, various Jokers. Mm-hmm. Yes, Looney Tunes. I mean, it seems like about the only thing I didn't see was the cast from 77 Sunset Strip. <laughs> all right. What are your guys' thoughts on the original Space Jam? New Jake. It's okay. Uh, I mean, back as a, when I was a kid in 1996, it was fun. It was fine. But it hasn't aged very well. Classic Jake. And I just thought the end. I wasn't interested because the animation wasn't very good. And I was too old for it. I mean, I was an old fart then. It, I, was, I never saw but this. But if I was... Loved it. I was the right demographic, the right age, but somehow I never saw this. But for me, I was like, this looks like a crappy knockoff of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, it's the only reason it existed. <laughs> and I remember and I remember back still- then that people, like all my friends, didn't care for it. Like, whatever. But, um... There's been a lot of nostalgia for this movie lately. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, that was great. One of my best movies ever. And it's like, really? I don't remember that. Uh, most people just care about sexy Lola, and they hate how they, quote-unquote, de-sexified her. I think she looks better now. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm fine with her being changed. And 
I mean, the whole story of a basketball player going in to play basketball with cartoons, just kind of whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care about like what what they do with any of it. Honestly, this is just going to be eye candy and hunt Easter eggs. In other words, Ready Player Two. Um, which it's funny you say that, uh, classic Jake, because. I, I did see like a small little teaser trailer, a small little trailer after the original trailer came out where, um, they have like bugs saying, Oh yeah, here are all the Easter eggs. Uh, it was for like Easter themed and like, Oh yeah, did you notice this? Did you notice this? And it's like, yeah, obviously I did. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, they kind of did what a bunch of YouTubers do when they have that. Oh, you know, 10 things you missed here. And they have the, you know, the thumbnail with the arrow and the circle. (laughs) Um, You know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not hating on them, but it's still a little bit um, weird. So they kind of had that kind of uh, humor where they're self-aware. And I just, I think it looks dumb. It looks super dumb to me. Yeah, and uh, LeBron James is a way worse actor than Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's why I think they brought Don Cheadle in. Yeah, but it's still not going to make LeBron James look better. It's going to make him look worse. Well, if anything, I could give an excuse to limit LeBron James's scenes. Yeah, but like I mean, the voiceover acting and the animated scenes for him, and the live action acting is. It's not good, at least based on the trailer, but the, the trailer just looks like crap, honestly. Yeah, it's going to be eye candy and a Easter egg hunt. There's going to be nothing to it. Yeah, but I, mean, I also don't want to have confidence because the director is it's Malcolm Malcolm Dealey, who uh, Spike Lee's cousin, but he's he's done some okay movies, but it's mainly just been mediocre comedies like Girls Trip. And, you know, kind of stuff like that. Just like, eh, seeing yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely agree that uh, Jordan has a lot more personality. You know, even if he was just kind of not acting in that movie either, he just had, a, he has personality. And I feel like LeBron has kind of been a jerk and doesn't really, he doesn't seem very likable uh, as a, you know, yeah, he's talented. Now, on the court side, I don't know enough about basketball to really judge. But I'm just going to say Jordan is better, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, J- Jordan seems like he's actually a decent human, whereas LeBron James seems like he, he he's just always like, yeah, I know I'm the best there is currently. You know, it's just like even Shaquille O'Neal didn't do that. Like whenever he was in Kazam, it's like, yeah, he's he's honest, like not a good actor, but, you know, he seemed more honest and lovable and goofy, whereas LeBron just seems self-serving and serious yeah so there's that personality there that i just like yeah lebron was just a jerk and jordan he knew yeah. he knew how to play the game and be you know cool and i mean he was for years in underwear commercials and he rocked those commercials <laughs> so yeah. um yeah that's gonna be part of there that it's just like are they gonna really? They got great script for him to really do, or or what? Um, yeah, I'm not looking forward to this at all. But yeah, I mean, if it it will look good in 3D at least, but it's not gonna be a good movie. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I would be surprised. 
I mean, I do. I honestly do not think this movie is going to surprise us like uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. All right. Uh, classic Jake. What do you want to talk about next? Oh, I guess we should talk about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh huh. And what's this with Paul Rudd and Baskin Robbins? <laughs> That's like the third <laughs> thing he's done for Baskin Robbins. Uh huh. It's starting to be funny. a thing like John Stewart and Arby's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this had a real uh, Army of Darkness vibe with the little mini uh, Stay Puft yes. Marshmallow Men. Yes, it did. Uh, I kind of wish they saved the mini Marshmallow Men for like until the movie came out to be a surprise, but the movie's not coming out until what, November? Yeah. And I think every, since everything's delayed and, and snafu'd, they just said, why not? We might as well. So yeah, we got the new trailer. It's coming out supposedly November eleventh, twenty twenty one. Which obviously these dates may change by the time you're actually watching or listening to this podcast. Um, mm. Now this little teaser trailer had basically him walking around a store, and then that you saw him looking at the marshmallow areas and the Stay Puff marshmallow minis came to life, and they were, uh, I guess, killing each other and cooking each other and. Yeah. Uh, um, completely cannibalistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one bit Paul Rudd, and that was hilarious. Uh, it kind of felt like the uh, the Goosebumps movies a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they're in a store, and it's like, oh, all this stuff is coming to life, and it kind of makes sense because Sony made those movies, and they got Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Because this scene has nothing to do with the last scene that we saw in this movie. Yeah. I like the vibe in this a lot more than the trailer. I mean, Paul Rudd alone, it's, you know, it's going to be at least decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, it looks like a different movie. <laughs> this is movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. It actually looks competent. Yeah, this looks like a comedy. Yes. Well, the other trailer looks like what... This looks like something I expect Meryl Streep to star in. So, yeah, the other movie we saw before was with the kids and going to a barn and they find the old car and they start doing wheelies in it or something. And Talk about a, their late grandfather and the farm. Like I said, I expect Meryl Streep to show up and go, we've got to save the farm from being re <laughs> And, and then, then a ghost pops out, so... Yeah, Sophie's Choice too. <laughs> Back from the grave. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I was kind of surprised we didn't actually get a, a like legit trailer. This is like a fun little scene, but, you know, this is kind of the fun little scenes that they have sometimes in front of movies, like instead of having a, a you know, fake commercial for, you know, go to the movie to get your popcorn and soda. You know, this could have been something like that. And, they 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 usually have these kind of little things where they tease out um, commercials like that for the movie. That's not like a real trailer, but it it, it just felt really weird. But I like it. I like it. But I also kind of I, I, I think it's go ahead. I think it's just going to be a uh, a Basket Robbins commercial in theaters. Like, be sure to stop by your Basket Robbins this November to get your exclusive Ghostbusters flavor. Sure. Yeah. It might have been, but everything's kind of snafu'd with the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Delays, because who knows? They probably filmed this a year and a half ago. 
Yeah, something like that. Now, you can buy... No. Can you or can you not buy the marshmallows? I thought they could buy them. Like I thought, like, um, Think Geek had the Stay Puft marshmallows, and is it, at some stores they have Ghostbuster-themed marshmallows. I don't know. I, I've seen uh, Stay Puft at FYE, but uh, that's been about, like, a year ago or so. I don't know if that was a limited exclusive or they just ran out. I mean, if they if they want to sell, I think that would be really clever marketing just to go ahead and have a Stay Puff, you know, come out at the same time. I think that could be a big hit, a big, basically easy marketing and bada bing, bada boom. You go to the store and get yourself some Stay Puff marshmallows and uh, easy marketing. So I, I just want the Ecto Cooler to come back again because that was the only good thing about the 2016 movie was the Ecto Cooler. And the uh, white fudge marshmallow Twinkie. That needs to come back. Both of those do. Exactly. It's weird that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man has, like, really... That and Slimer have transcended beyond the Ghostbusters. And, like, everything has to be attached to those two things. And it's just like, okay, there's more to Ghostbusters than those two things, but everything is stapled onto there. Oh, stay puff. Oh, Slimer, and you know. It, well, they haven't. Get, they haven't told us whether Slimer's going to be in this or not. I assume he is, and I assume yeah. they're saving him. They might be saving him as a big surprise. Yeah, I think there's he, supposed to be a blue Slimer at, uh, which I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. Hey, I would like to see a Slimer actually look like John Belushi. <laughs> yeah. I, like I'm just tired of Slimer at this point, and even kind of Stay Puft because eh, I just want newer creatures and, or uh, yeah. ghosts. You know? I agree 100 yeah. percent with you. I want more new stuff, and I guess it's, it's something. It's a way to do it, but um, you know, whatever. I'm just getting worried about some of these old franchises. I mean, because like Terminator. Oh God! I mean, they need <laughs> to bury that, and. uh and I mean, even though Ghostbusters really hasn't been that much, that second movie is the worst. It's even worse than the 2016 one. I disagree with you 100% on that. Uh, the 2016 one is just garbage. Oh, they're both garbage. I'll, you, I'll, you'll never hear me defend the 2016 version. The only reason I would even give it as high as a 4 or a 5 is because Chris Hemsworth was absolutely hilarious as a male bimbo. Yeah, but they they just treat it like oh, all men are dumb essentially because they did. It, but I don't I don't know. I'd rather watch Ghostbusters too because it was actually funny and particularly well made and the uh, I like effects the were Titan- better. I like the Titanic scene. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, I mean that movie is better than 2016 version though. But that's a different discussion for a different time. Yeah, and yeah, I I agree with the classic Jake or new Jake that. The, uh, they just they, they depend on too much of these characters, and it's a real flanderization of everything. Where they just get one character, one uh, trait, and like oversimplify it and make it into everything about it. And it's just like, no, man, it's it's Ghostbusters is more than that. So at the very least, it get get me more excited for the movie, which ultimately that's the point of this. So cool, yeah. But we'll see what actually I mean, happens. It- I mean, I know they're start, they're going to bring back the original cast, like most of the original cast, like their uh, Bill Murray and stuff. But it's just like, do we need them? Do we need it? I agree. 
Yeah. All right. Uh, At this point, no, but we're going to get them anyway. All right. New Jake, what do you want to talk about next? Um, let's, let's keep the, uh, the, the train going on, uh, 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 DC and Warner Brothers. Let's talk about the Godzilla versus Kong. So, uh, we mentioned this briefly in the Sporter cast, but we'll mention it here too, that it is a big hit. It has made yes. a, a good amount of money. Yeah. A domestic and abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the biggest success in the post pandemic world. Yeah, bigger than Croods 2, bigger than Tenet, Wonder Woman 84. It's a legit smash for, at least in a pandemic world. Mm-hmm. So right now, this uh, I'm reading this from Verity, that Godzilla vs. Kong has topped 350 worldwide. That was an hour ago they posted this. So that's pretty damn good. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's almost King of the Monsters uh, level. Yeah. Yeah, in a pandemic world. I mean, only a few movies in mainland China that have only played mainland China have done better. Yes. So it looks like this weekend um, for domestic, it'll be about $48 million. It might be 50 when they round up, but I don't know exactly. But overall, it has really good numbers, and this is the first hit after the pandemic. Uh, the first movie that people want to go to the theaters for, and it's available on HBO Max. So it, it's being on HBO Max has not hurt it. Which it's been a big no. thing that people are like, oh, well, no one's going to see the movie if you're going to see an HBO Max, but a lot of people would have. Yeah. I mean, more theaters are opening up in California and New York, and uh, vaccines rolled out. So, yeah. Now, in America, the va- it's starting to, you know, where you, depending on where you are, you know, there might be a f- fourth wave in America, but. Uh, other parts of the world are really still suffering with COVID and, you know, not getting that many vaccines. And we're doing relatively pretty great compared to other parts of the world with having, you know, we're, we're on record almost get what, 200 million um, people get vaccinated by the time by Biden's first 100 days, which is pretty great. Yeah. Um, me and New Jake have been vaccinated for the first, right? Yes, uh, I'm waiting on my second one, though, but, yeah. So, I'm waiting on my second one, too, and we, we did a podcast about that. We'll let that podcast stand on its own, but... Um, and I'm still waiting in Oregon, because they still haven't opened it up. So, yeah, the Godzilla vs. Kong, big hit, and uh, I think, you know, people wanted something, I think... Um, it's a fun movie, and it's something that you don't have to think too much about. You could theoretically take your kids with it. It's violent, but it's not gory. And I don't remember being that many cuss words, if any. So, Yeah. It's just violent. But, it's yeah, I mean, if it does have blood, it has, like, green or, or whatever, purple blood and not red blood. So, yeah. And the story is whatever stupid stuff that is fun enough to watch. The you know, if you'll let your kids watch professional wrestling, this is fine. Oh yeah. All right. So yeah, that's really interesting to see how this is developing. And you know, Warner Brothers next year, twenty twenty two, they said that a bunch of movies are not going to get HBO Max until two months later or whatever. So maybe this is a good sign that. If a movie's popular enough, people want to see it, they could see it. Some people are thinking that it's just a one-off because it's Godzilla vs. Kong, but I don't know. Yeah. 
we'll have to see what else is making money in the, you know if there's other movies that are making a lot of money or if it's just this all right so let's uh keep going here we got another i got a trailer for an animated movie here called uh, spirit untwined uh, thought it was spirit un- untamed untamed yeah sorry uh, it don't matter it looks awful it's derivative of the spirit uh, Cimarron movie. It looked basic. It looks like cheap. A, it looks like if you've got a five-year-old girl that loves horses, you're gonna have to go see this. Mm. The the it's, acting and everything. Ugh. Just it just looked basic and cliched, and I yeah. feel like I've seen this movie a hundred times. Mm-hmm. This is coming out June 4th, 2021. Uh, apparently on here on Wikipedia it says in 3D, but I don't. the trailer didn't mention 3D, but I'm assuming as much. Yeah, I mean, it's a CGI animated movie. I mean, it's very rare it's not 3D anymore. Yeah, because they can get an extra three bucks a ticket to five yeah. bucks. <laughs> so, uh, it looks awful. Obviously. Uh, I think we're going to have to draw straws on who reviews this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, obviously dates, any dates we mention in this podcast may have changed, so this may get pushed up, it may be delayed, who knows, um, but... It, or, or it may go straight to Netflix. So it's based on the Netflix animated series, um, Spirit. Did any of y'all watch that or no? I, nope. I watched the original movie back in the day, uh, Spirit of the Cimarron or something like that. It, it was good, but like the the horse didn't have any dialogue. But, well, that's fine. Uh, Matt Damon did the narration for the horse, but it was a beautifully animated movie, and it was a really good movie. This one just looks like it spit in the face of that. So, yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say because I haven't watched any of these things, and I basically agree with you guys. It looks like a very cliche, basic uh, horse cartoon movie that is. That <laughs> might. Uh, <laughs> Might make your five year old happy. Uh, yeah, if 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 you get the chance to watch the original two D hand drawn animation, it's beautifully done. I'd recommend it, but this looks like garbage. Yeah. The animation too is it looks very basic. Like it doesn't look like they really yeah. put that much of a style to it. It's just honestly, yeah, it looked like be straight to video movie. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like when it's like when Dizzy did the movie Planes and Planes Two. It just had that same level of cheapness. Yeah, Spirit Untamed looks terrible. So maybe you'll be good. Who knows? But that's our first impressions from the first trailer. Mm-hmm. All right, classic Jake. What do you want to talk about next? Uh let's. Oh, I guess we can talk about the latest from. Oh no, let's keep it kind of on topic and talk about Netflix and Sony. Mm. Yeah, so Netflix spent a lot of money, it was like half a billion or something, to get all of the streaming rights for Sony content. That's pretty cool. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, Because Sony owns Columbia Screen Gems and they own a lot, they have a a big back catalog. Yes. But I mean, is that is that going to include the back catalog, or is it just future movies that they're going to be doing, like Venom Two and Morbius? Like, what's well, a lot of things as rights uh, expire at other places, they're going to go to Netflix for the next eighteen months. 
Okay, so a year and a half. That's not too bad. So, a lot of people are speculating that, is this could this mean that Netflix is dipping their toe in, in the possibility of buying Sony's uh, theatrical um, stuff and uh, their co- theatrical content, and Sony then turns around and just spends their time on PlayStation and developing the PlayStation store and all that. I just, I I don't want to see a Netflix owned Sony. That just seems wrong. (laughs) I agree. Uh, Well, the thing is it wouldn't be Sony. It would probably be Columbia. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know, it would be the movie side. It won't be the game side. I don't think Netflix wants to touch games. I don't think Netflix has any interest in games, and I think Sony is seeing they do better with games. You have to admit, I mean, Sony's only had $2 billion movies, and both of them have been with IP they don't really have control over. Like, see, Spider-Man is one, one, and all the merch is in the hands of Disney, so they can't make any auxiliary or adjacent money and the other one was a uh, skyfall and mgm turned around and pulled the rights out from underneath them even though they had one of the most successful bond movies of all time i really thought that yeah. was a they should have left it with sony because obviously they knew what they were doing yeah uh, i mean now it's universal and yeah yeah and i don't think netflix has any interest in doing any hardware where, like, you know, I don't think Netflix wants to make a TV or a Blu-ray player or, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they just want to focus on streaming, and that's it. That's their mm-hmm. bread and butter. Yeah, and and it looks like they decided to not get in the streaming wars to start their own, like, Sony Plus. I mean, they, they did have the PlayStation Movie Store, which got shut down recently, but that, that was the extent. They still have Crackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they... <laughs> At least that's free. Crunch, and they have Crunchyroll, and I don't think either one of these are long for this world. I know, because uh, Funimation's like pretty much being dominant at the moment. Uh huh. And Netflix is really getting into anime and animated content. Yeah, Castlevania, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I could see them being interested in Sony's uh, catalog for that and future content. Yeah, can we get a Luke who's talking for? Who knows? On Netflix, we probably <laughs> will, because Boss Baby uh, got his movies. Uh, I know, I know. Uh, I mean, it makes sense for Sony, because they are they made half a billion dollars off of this. So, yeah. Um, you know, exactly. that's part of the business side of here, where um, if they put it on Crackle, well, good for them, but it's not really going to make them money, half a billion dollars. You know, yeah, like with Crackle, that's Joe Dirt Two territory. Not like, hey, we're going to show Uncharted on Crackle. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I did see like a commercial for a Crackle original series, but it didn't look good. And you know, I very rarely go to Crackle. Yeah, it's free with ads, but I rarely, very rarely go to Crackle for any streaming. There, the problem I always had with Crackle was that they had commercials. But it was always the same yeah. commercials over and over again. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah. And yeah, I have to the show that they made, like, yeah, we have this, and we see another commercial for the same thing we've seen in the show. Oh, and like sometimes they would not uh, time 
uh, the commercial breaks correctly, so like it would just oh. cut things. I was like, no, you're being bad. Stop it. Uh, you actually have commercial yeah. breaks in these TV shows. Use them and don't just cut it a couple of seconds before and a couple, you know, ugh, it just, yeah. It's obviously, a person didn't do it. It's an algorithm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting to see where that's going to go. Um, I think ultimately that may lead to having problems with like Blu-rays and stuff and DVDs and discs and physical media. That's a whole nother conversation. But I, I do wonder, you know, if they're going to spend half a billion dollars on this, why would they want to have discs too? You know, that's. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's still going to be people worldwide without internet. And this probably only pertains to United States rights, maybe, or is it, is it a worldwide rights to Sony content? As far as I know, it's worldwide. Okay. But I mean, luckily it's only for just stuff that is being released months after the theatrical release at the moment. So that, I mean, that's the positive side of that. So it's more Sony movies, just in case you don't know. Obviously, the Spider-Man movies right now, but Venom and uh, Jumanji movies as well. Uh, yeah. This- Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uncharted. Mm-hmm. So there's there's quite a few that are coming that, you know, the Peter Rabbit movies. <laughs> uh, when it finally releases. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It def- there's def- oh that Bloodshot movie that came out last year, <laughs> Ugh. Hotel Transylvania movies. Ugh. Yeah, that'd be a big one because that's a new one coming out in October. Yeah. Um. Oh, they they <laughs> they own the rights to the Emoji movie. That's where you're gonna be able to stream that thing. Oh, that's been on Netflix for a while. I think I think that's where I first seen it. So <laughs> nothing new there. Yeah. Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs movies, the Smurfs movies. Those are good. Yeah. There's a lot here. A lot Goosebumps, um, Stuart Little, Angry Birds, Monster House. There's a lot of movies that are from Sony. And uh, obviously mm-hmm. Netflix does not do 3D streaming. So, yeah, that's sad. And they also bought uh, Mitchell's versus the Machine. So, yeah. Netflix is spending money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they got the money. Yeah, where are they getting this money? I mean... <laughs> Subscribers, deals, I don't know. A lot of debt, know. most likely. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. They've got a lot of debt. Mm-hmm. But hey, as long as we get good content, I don't really care. I just get concerned when the content ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the debt, they definitely have a lot of debt, but they're making their money and raising prices and stuff, so... It's interesting. It's just too much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just wondering how much this Sony deal is going to cost the subscribers. How many uh, more? Netflix is going to be 20 bucks a month. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be H- like HBO Max now. Uh, but HBO Max is worth it so far, so. Yeah. I wish they would work. Like, like I'm going to, like, I only subscribe like a month and then quit, then a couple of months later, because it's just too steep. I mean, um, I might think a... if oh, they would add if they add the comic books from DC Universe, I might. Yeah, but they haven't. I mean, they're they're supposed to be doing an ad supported version in June, so it's supposed to be cheaper. Uh, yeah, if I wanted to add, I would go to Crackle if I wanted ads <laughs> or Peacock. They're free with ads. 
Just yeah. that. Now, there is a, yeah. a new, there is a tier of Netflix that is more expensive than HBO Max, which includes the 4K, which is the one thing that everyone, you know, Disney does it, HBO Max already has 4K, and they don't charge any extra for it, and Netflix does. No. So. And the Netflix 4K streams are usually lacking. Uh, the Hulu and Disney Plus and HBO Max 4K is pretty phenomenal for streaming. From what I've heard, too, um, I don't have a 4K TV, but uh, Apple has really top, you know, if you download stuff or get stuff from iTunes or, or watch their TV stuff in 4K, it's beautiful. Like They have the highest bit rate mm-hmm. and stuff. But, yeah, the, mm-hmm. if you want 4K stuff, it's going to cost you a premium for Netflix right now. So, yes. um, And it looks not good. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's That might be where they're getting the money for their content. Yeah. All right, let's keep going here. Um, we got a nice story. People always say, "Why don't you? Why are you cover bad news? Give us a good, feel-good story." And uh, yeah, here's a feel-good story that everyone could like. So this one kid um, got a 3D printed Iron Man arm. Oh, that's, that's cool. Neat. Yeah, I heard heard this. Yeah. So. We hear about turtles getting a Lego wheels. <laughs> I saw this on The Verge. I'm going to give them credit. It's a seven-year-old. He got a 3D printed prosthetic, and um, it's from Robert Downey Jr. And it looks like Iron Man kind of thing. Oh, that's cool. That's Does it come awesome. with a Jarvis? <laughs> no. <laughs> so it looks it has the red, the Iron Man red, and the um, look of it, and. Yeah, it definitely works. It actually is a, a thing that works. So, hey, a nice, cool, nice, feel-good story that some people could really help out. And, you know, it, it's... Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad Robert Downey Jr. turned his life around because he was always a good actor, but he seems like an awesome dude and a, still a great actor after all his troubles. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, that's, that's a, one of those things that's interesting that people kind of forget that he was in bad shape in the early 2000s. Like, he was, like, on drugs and going to jail all the time, and he was able to get his laugh together and fix things, and, you know, he's an inspiration yeah. that you can get out of that, you, and, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. like, and Mel That's Gibson helped him, which is amazing. Uh-huh. I mean, he was one of those guys you figured he was going to uh, not outlive Charlie Sheen. <laughs> yeah, that was like a, a famous like who's gonna die first or who's gonna get AIDS first, the uh, Robert yeah. Downey Jr. or Charlie Sheen? Like who who's it gonna be? It ended up being Charlie Sheen, but you know, yeah, yeah, because you were thinking, yeah, I don't know about AIDS, but I was thinking who's gonna get overdose first and die, you know? Oh yeah, because it, it, they were in bad shape. Like it was like yeah, you know, he thought his career was over, and then he got Iron Man, and then he turned everything around and. Everyone loves him, and like seriously, he yeah. was in about to be ruined and be gone from Hollywood forever. And he, oh yeah, oh, because he he was in uh, the Shaggy Dog before he got Iron Man. I'm like, oh god, he's relegated to being in crappy kids movies. And it's like, oh Iron Man, Thunder, uh, Tropic Thunder, yes. <laughs> I, I yeah, have a lot of love for Kiss Kiss. Bang bang. The, I mean, he's in such bad yeah. shape. Uh, the only way he could get work is if the um production self-insured down and they did that with the singing detective which uh mel gibson paid for which is really nice Uh uh-huh yep so yeah it's a 
the kid didn't have to pay for it. The kid's name is Alex, and uh, he was um, born uh, with a partially developed right arm. So this kid. I mean, that's nice. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's using that Doolittle money to good use. Yeah. Um, all right, let's keep going here. Um, we got uh, news on another 3D film from the 3D Film Archive. A new 3D Blu-ray, Revenge of the Shogun. Um, classic Jake, what do you know about this movie? Oh, it's a, it's a, one of those uh, martial arts 3D movies. Uh, there were a bunch of them. They have, uh, you know, real 3D. Not real 3D as a company, but they're actually shot in real. Because th- it's old school. Uh, lots of pop-outs. Uh, violence. Shot in stereoscopic 3D. <laughs> Yep. You know, two two film cameras side by side. Side, huh? Huh? And it'll be nice to see it cleaned up and realigned, and it should look marvelous. Yeah, they usually do some pretty good stuff, but I haven't seen none of their stuff personally. But uh, they always get high remarks on uh, various review websites, so I need to start getting their stuff. Yeah, their stuff's great. Even if you're uh, interested in the movie, the three D is going to be. Excellent, because they did. Uh, was it Wings of the Hawk and uh, uh-huh. was there one called Comanchero or something like that? Some western, yeah, something commonly. Um, and uh, I'm just hoping they can get the secure the rights to uh, magnificent bodyguards. Well, 3D Farm Cry. The Jackie Chan martial arts movie shot in 3D. Yeah, yeah, the 3D Farm Film Archive website. They're good guys, good people, and they do a lot of great film restoration and putting it out on Blu-ray, and, and the, the movies look great, and nothing but props for them. They, they usually have like good extras. Like One of them had a, a Woody Woodpecker extra, which seemed really interesting to see in 3D, which I really need to get. Yeah, and Dy- Dynasty is another 3D. They Dynasty, just, yeah. They, yeah, it's a, one of those martial arts. So yeah, they yeah. they had a um, it's an Indiegogo, I think it is, and then they got plenty of money to make it. So yeah, now if they could start doing more modern stuff, like I don't know, Bumblebee or Mission Impossible Six in three D, that would be amazing. <laughs> but wow. I'm happy they're doing older movies. <laughs> they do new stuff too, because not they work on a lot of stuff that uh, gets released by other people. Yes. Yeah, I think so. so they, they just do their own releases. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, licensing and all that kind of contracts and. And if they can raise the money, because there's a lot of movies they're dying to do, but the uh, Honda would be great for them. That would be oh, a great show. Oh, of course they're trying to get Hondo, but John Wayne Estate is really. We- and uh, it's gotten even weirder now that uh, I think Michael's passed on, so it's even more con- convoluted. And so yeah, but the elements still exist. It's not like a situation like with Top of Banana. All that exists in 3D is the trailer. <laughs> Never even heard of that movie. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a Phil Silver's uh, burlesque kind of comedy thing. That uh, if I won the lottery, I would pay. I would pay for them to uh, cre- use the uh, use the 2D elements to get the depth and uh, convert it. There you but go. It, 
yeah, but I would have to win the lottery. So some yeah. tickets and maybe we should start our own. Uh, no, uh, second thought. Let's not start a PayPal uh, kind of thing to uh, on Kickstarter to pay for it because I don't even know what. I think Warner Brothers has the rights. I'm not sure. Yeah, and it will get into legal hell, so let's, let's just keep going. <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, that would be great for Warner Archive to release. That, that, uh, and I also don't think enough people are Phil Silver's fans. There's, I don't think there's enough of us alive. Yeah, so anyway, 3D Film Archive, great people, and a lot of their, their stuff is definitely worth buying, and... Um, they, they do a lot of great restoration. These movies are, uh, could be lost forever. They, they manage to bring them back and uh, to make them look wonderful. And in 3D. <laughs> look better than they did theatrically because they correct the uh, baked-in errors from the filming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we got a lot of uh, Paramount news. Uh, that's going to wrap up this podcast. Oh. So we got a lot of date changes and a lot of uh, movies that we, uh-huh. we knew about. So um, let's go one by one. Snake Eyes, which is the third or fourth, third, uh, third GI Joe movie, um, now has going coming sooner, coming in July, July twenty third. Yes. Uh, what are you kind of thankful for that? <laughs> what are your thoughts on GI Joe Snake Eyes? It's probably going to be really good three D. Yeah. Uh, I like the director. Uh, yeah. And I, I like the star for Snake Eyes. Uh, he's a pretty decent actor. So no trailer yet, though. It's coming in three months. They better get on the ball. Yeah, exactly. Have you seen the other G.I. Joe movies? I have not. Yes. I've uh, seen one, and the 3D was excellent. Retaliation, yes. The, the mountaintop scene alone was great. Snake Eyes fighting all those guys on the cliff. Oh, well, uh, they're hanging from the wires on the cliff. Awesome. Okay. Um, next up is a Jackass Four. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, four and a half. Jackass. <laughs> One other Jackass movie being in 3D, but it was released anaglyph with you know the red and blue glasses. So yeah. when are they going to correct? Uh, never. <laughs> Because wasn't Jackass 3 3D um, supposed to like actually have fantastically shot 3D? Yes, because it was natively shot, and they put a whole lot of time and effort into the 3D, and hey, on home video, anaglyphs, and they did that on purpose for some odd reason. That's because I think Johnny Knoxville hates us. <laughs> I mean, at least it was in the, the pink and green glasses, which was easier on the eyes than the red and blue, but come on, yeah. I got I got 3D TV. Let's go. <laughs> exactly. Now, it's been forever since the Jackass movie came out. <laughs> yeah, like the last Jackass-related thing that's not Action Point uh, would be Bad Grandpa back in 2013. So it's been like eight years. Yeah. Because, yeah. They, well, it's hard to compete with reality. Yeah. Yeah, Jackass 3 came out in 2010, and then Jackass 3.5 came out in 2011. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know if this is a 3D movie or not. I mean, hopefully, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's probably not. I mean, th- these movies are done on the cheap, and they make huge profit either way. But it's been forever since they've done these, and, like, Johnny Knoxville and stuff is just, like, 
they're getting they're old. getting into their fifties. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, this will this will probably be their their last jackass movie, probably. I mean, I, I haven't. Even, I watched the first one. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't need more of this. <laughs> oh no, they're they're pretty good. They get better. I mean, there's no storyline really, but they they get better. The stunts and yeah, it's it's worth watching all of them at least. Now, okay, um, I think since it's been such a long time, um, I think we need to introduce what Jackass is as a movie franchise, because <laughs> there might be people that don't remember this. Uh, 20 years ago, there was a TV series on MTV called Jackass, and it was stupid men doing stupid stunts, but it was hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a skit. And, it's, uh, and if it wasn't for this movie, YouTube probably wouldn't exist. Yeah. So, yeah, they really have, like, a real, you know, they're the original YouTube, Vine, and or uh, TikTok kind of people where they would do stupid, incredibly stupid things for likes. Justifying stunts. Yeah, for for, for laughs, for giggles. <laughs> you know, like, uh, like farting into an open flame, you know, that kind of uh, skateboarding, yeah. parkour yeah. type of stuff. Like they they risk their lives for our entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and they really risk their own lives. It's not like bum fights where they pay homeless people to punch each other. Yeah. It's like they they've broken bones, they've gotten concussions, scars, they've they've branded themselves. They've done almost and everything them, in the sun. Yeah, one of them managed to kill himself off yeah, stuff. Yeah. But that was, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess he wishes it was a stunt now, but... Yeah, another one kind of killed his career being a diva on set, but, uh, well, he was also really deep into drugs. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, these are, you know, R-rated movies that are a bunch of skits put together. They don't even have a story. They're just skits, you know, one after another of them doing dumb, sometimes hilarious, sometimes gross uh, yeah. stuff. But, but got, it's endearing. <laughs> you gotta have a story, you can watch Action Park, which is... Or, a or, uh, Bad Grandpa has a story, and it's better than Action Park. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, Action Park is just such weak sauce compared to the real story that it's based yeah. on. Mm-hmm. So you, you have Johnny Knoxville, Bam, Magura, Steve-O, uh, Jason Weeman, and it have all these different guys that are I think there might have been some girls here and there, but for the most part, it's those guys doing those stunts to to make entertain you. And a lot of the times, you're just yeah. stupid, gross out. You know, it's kind of, yeah. They would have guest stars usually, like Tony Hawk or whatever. You know, it's a kind of kind of stuff that I would say is ju- very juvenile, very you know, high school. Oh, these are the high school guys that are bored. Let's do something stupid and let's uh, you know, yeah. skateboard naked. Oh yeah, that'll be cool. It's like that kind of stuff. Which yeah, but like I I grew up with these guys and and I still love them <laughs> twenty years later. Yeah. I mean I I'm not a hating her. I just wanna put no, that no. paint that picture for anyone that forgot or don't know what Jackass is. Um right. so this might be a 3D movie. I, I hope so because I, I I doubt it. It's just going to be put it out there. No 3D. Um, yeah, yeah. It's supposed to come out uh, October 22nd. Like I said before, dates will change. Um, mm. It may be pushed up, maybe pushed back. Who knows? But 
Right now, as you're recording this, the date is October 22nd, 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we'll see what happens. I mean, every time that, you know, the show lasted a couple seasons, so I don't know how yeah. they could, like, top everything. Because that was the part of the thing, was that every time they need to top what they did last time, and, I mean, how do they top that now? I don't know. Yeah. All right, next movie, uh, Top Gun Maverick has been delayed to November 19th, 2021. Two years past its point? Yeah. I guess this could be a big hit eventually, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be 35 years after the original came out? Yeah, I'm like going, and this guy is still in the military, he's not retired. And he's he's not a, uh, I mean, they kind of made a point of that in the trailer, which is like, you know, you could you could have been a general by now. How come you're not? Yeah, exactly. I and mean, they they don't even really have a premise. For, I mean, like they say, like you're the only pilot who shot down planes in like 20 years. It's like, okay, are you are you going to focus on drones? Like, what's happening? They're not explaining anything. Yeah. Now the cinematography should look beautiful, and I hope this gets oh, yeah. a 3D release here. But I don't know. I mean, yeah. like they had so many IMAX cameras in the cockpit side by side that it could be in 3D because the Top Gun 3D conversion for the first movie was well done, surprisingly. And the, this this could yeah. be a stunner, but it probably won't be 3D here. But we might get a 3D home release in Germany, <laughs> Australia. Even Germany's getting unreliable because, like, it's kind of hoping we get some. With like Raya and Soul, but nothing. It's yeah. disappointing. Yeah, yeah, it's been real disappointing. So, I I think it looks like it could be fun, but it's a, it's a you know it's a franchise that hasn't had a thing anything for thirty years, and I don't think many people remember Top yeah. Gun that are now listening to this podcast. I don't know if many people really watched it. <laughs> it's not a good movie. I like it. Yeah. I like it because it's, it's just, fun. It's like there's no story. It's it's simple. It's it's you know a macho kind of story. I like it, but I'm mean, very homoerotic. <laughs> I think most people who remember Top Gun at all and is it that's uh, they changed uh, <coughs> Captain Marvel's cat's name. Well, excuse me, Flurkin's name from Chewie, which to Goose. Well, he's a character in Top Guns, but I'm like going, why would Disney change the name of a character from one they own to one they have to license rights to? Don't know. Nostalgia, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm guessing that it's like, oh, we're going to stress her fighter pilot mm-hmm. cred. So why didn't you mention it more in the movie then? But But Top Gun is just not a good movie. I mean, I know there's people who like it, but it's, it's just it's a Tom Cruise movie. They're banking on Tom Cruise. I mean, this one actually looks like it has a story. It has the the guy who directed Tron Legacy. So I mean, you, you kind of have a decent director, and he also directed uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Oblivion from like ten years ago. So uh, mm-hmm. it has potential to be a good movie, but yeah, uh, wait and see. You know, I've been yeah. waiting over two years. <laughs> yeah. Alright, next movie is Mission Impossible 7, which we don't have a subtitle for. Now it's coming out uh, May 27. Yeah. Uh, disappointed. Anybody, yeah, anybody who 
who knows knows how I feel about this franchise because I'm a big I'm a big fan of the original series and I walked out of the first movie and uh, haven't seen the others uh, because I didn't want to become like a bitter Star Wars fan and I knew if I watched these it would turn me into one of those bitter Star Wars type fans so I just don't indulge. I, I get the Jim Phelps hate, I guess, but I don't know. The, the, the movies have gotten better, especially the last one was excellent. This, so it yeah. has a lot to live up to. I mean, if I could, if I could, some of my friends have said, look, they've completely divorced it from, and if I could divorce it from the original series, yeah, I can imagine someday when I'm really old and decrepit, kicking back and watching these. But I mean, I, I mean, at least for the stunt work. I mean, Tom Cruise puts himself out there, and mm-hmm. he's almost killed himself. He he he's just. I mean, he's going to be diving from space, or at least being in space for either Mission Impossible Seven or Eight. So I mean, he he knows how to entertain an audience, at least with stunt work. Okay, so I'm wondering how long before we have Mission Impossible meets Fast and the Furious. I mean, eh, <laughs> I hope never. But I just, you know, they're going to eventually start teaming up these franchises. It'll, it'll either be, it'll probably be Hobbs and Shaw, most likely, because, you know, yeah, man, that's a spy movie. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, Tom Cruise and The Rock, that could be interesting. You'd have to yeah. dig a ditch. You'd have to dig a ditch to put The Rock in. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah, you have to give uh, Tom Cruise even more uh, heel lifts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you have to put him on a crate. What are you talking about heel lifts? Yeah. All right. So uh, make sure the date out there again, May twenty seventh, twenty two. So that is still a year away. Um, now I definitely like these movies, and the last movie was the last three D movie, uh, which you know I had a weird experience with the first time I saw it. The second time I saw it, the three D was better. And um, yes, I, I excellent three D. Um, I you know besides the second one, I think these movies are really great and they're fun and. I, I, I guess I, I don't understand your hate, Classic Jake. I think you should just watch the third one on, and I think you will dig them. They're fun. Just have to divorce it from the whatever TV show from the. Uh, I, th- I think you might like the second one because it, it's directed by John Woo and it's very kung fu y. So I think he'll like that one. So start with two and then work your way up to the rest. Two is bad. I don't like two at all. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's not great, but it's, it's fun in that 2000. Uh, you know, Metallica scene, you know, it's just like, yeah. Uh, I, I hate the theme music, though, done with the rock and roll. It's like, da-da-da-da. It's just like, eh. So, so 2000. Yeah, I, I like all of these movies besides two. So um, yeah. I definitely recommend them, and I'm I, I'm excited for this. Um, yes. And Christopher McQuarrie does a great job. They, they make them fun. They make them, you know, the stunt work by Tom Cruise gotta give him respect because he knows he he really does these stunts in real life and they look incredible um yes so and he, and he risked his life and also with this one he did that little uh what they call a hissy fit but it was a legit complaint about you're gonna get us shut down and i'm a producer so don't shut us down because you're gonna cost everybody their job so yeah yeah if you're bored classic jake i really think you should give him a try uh, and yes, um, because I think they're fun. 
I, I like him more than the Giants Bond movies over the last years. A lot more. <laughs> yeah, Spectre was a... Uh, a, a eh. Yeah. I think the Mission Impossible movies are definitely better than the Giants Bond movies. Um, I, yeah. So, all right. Uh, next up, Dungeons & Dragons movie is now going to be March 3rd, 2023. Uh, they're making another one of these. With J- with Jeremy Irons, I hope. <laughs> if he's in it, I may go see it. <laughs> I mean, I, I know Chris Pine is supposed to be, and I don't know who else at this point, or who's even directing it. So there's several of these movies that none of them have done well, right? Yeah, I think there's been three, and they've all flopped. Like, two of them have been, like, on direct-to-video. There's been Dungeons & Dragons, which came out in 2000. Then Wrath of the Dragon God 2005, and The Book of the Vile Darkness in 2012. There's one in 2008, so I think there's been like four movies. Well, I'm hearing in Wikipedia, that's what they tell me, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, I have not seen any of these. I mean, this has potential, but I think it probably would work better as a TV show. Um, you know, Game of Thrones kind of stuff, but I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of lore, a lot of fun stuff that could be had if they have a good writer and a good, you know, team behind it. But we have, I know nothing about this franchise besides of it. I never played any of the games, or I never role played. I have no negative connotations to it, but I just I have not experienced it. So, yeah. oh, Hugh Grant's going to be in the movie, so I'm there, I guess. <laughs> have any of y'all played uh, Dungeons and Dragons? No. I got friends who do, though, and they say it's fun. I would usually be with friends playing it, and I would usually be in the corner drinking <laughs> while they played. Then I would go to sleep, wake up, and they're still playing. Mm. Um, so, keep going here. Mission Impossible 8. It's July 7th, 2023. One year apart from the other one. So, uh, that's amazing that they're going to be able to do basically year after year. Yeah, I, I don't think I think I don't think that's gonna stick. It's gonna depend on the money. It's, yeah, like if like if Mission Impossible Seven actually manages to make a billion dollars, I think yeah, they'll go for it. It's it's getting um, closer to making a billion dollars. Yeah, the, uh, Fallout, which is the last one, twenty nineteen, made seven hundred and ninety billion or million. Yeah. So that's pretty damn good on you know a budget of a hundred and seventy eight. So th- it makes money. It definitely makes a lot of money. No, but if it but if it really made a lot of money, I think they would keep it because they would want the money since everything is doing so much less business. Right, but they probably wouldn't start start shooting until next year at the very earliest because you know COVID still being a thing and probably mm-hmm. have to fix the the screenplay and do the marketing with. Mission Possible 7, so... Yeah. Who knows? It's probably going to get delayed to 2024. Yeah, or 2025, when Tom Cruise is in his 60s. <laughs> yeah, so... He'll be... They'll be wheeling him out with his oxygen, and... Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but he, he's looking good at, six, at... What, 58, 59, whatever age he is now? Yeah, he looks good, and he he fifty eight right now, and uh, he okay. he does all the stunts, and mm. I respect the hell out of him. I I, I know yes. I don't agree with Scientology, but I respect the hell out of him as an actor. I think he puts a hundred percent in 
and he he does everything to make his movies fun as enjoyable as he can so i respect the hell out of his career um so yeah and camera stunts make it happen like i mean they just you could tell they're on screen it's like actual in camera and the few movies that are bad that he's in i think he's the best part of them <laughs> like the mummy yeah. would you would you consider him the best part in the mummy <laughs> I, I guess but that movie that movie sucked so bad uh, so boring Ugh. yeah so last last movie here and the last thing we're talking about um is new star trek movie 2023 mm. by jj abrams jj abrams don't know do they do they like the prequel trilogy or the sequel trilogy to star wars and like we got to get them back for star wars or star trek uh. um i'm like i thought he had moved on i thought he was at warner brothers now i mean maybe he's just producing it i don't know maybe it's just gonna be a bad robot thing and executive produced instead of hands-on but who knows what is paramount thinking yeah and is it gonna be uh the same cast or are they gonna upgrade next generation cast i mean it's, it's probably going to be the Discovery cast or a new cast entirely. Yeah, so that's that's where the big question is. Because there is a Star Trek four forever. And it was supposed to be about the dad of Chris Pine, um, of Kirk. And it just never went anywhere. And I never cared about that storyline because I don't care about the parents and the family of the captains. I care about crazy ideas like new civilizations, and to boldly go where no one has gone before. That's what I care about with Star Trek. Well, it was a, to me, it was a bad sign when they wouldn't pay Chris uh, Pine. Right. And Chris Hems, they wouldn't pay him to be in this. Um, well, I mean, the last movie kind of bombed. Well, not bombed. It underperformed, but... Well, I, well, that was because Paramount pissed off the hardcore fans to drive multiple viewing business, and then mm-hmm. they had a mediocre ad campaign. Yeah, and they also had the director of many Fast and Furious movies. But mm-hmm. and then uh, when you, uh, a lot of people were feeling burned by the previous Trek. I mean, I I liked it well enough. It was fine. It wasn't yeah. the greatest. They didn't keep the secret very secret. <laughs> Into darkness. It's not on. It yeah. is con. <laughs> yeah, I uh, but I, like, I love Beyond. I think Beyond is fantastic. I, I really love it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I haven't Beyond seen that really, one yet, but it's worth it. It's got but, good three D, and it's it's a fun breezy uh, Star Trek. It's what I would call a classic Star Trek movie. I mean, I was kind of wondering because I know Simon Pegg wrote it, but I was kind of wondering because there's been several. Star Trek's in development, like one by Noah Hawley, who did uh, the Fargo TV series. There's supposed to be one by Tarantino, of all people. Uh, did uh, they mention any of those during First Contact? No. Which is Paramount trying no. to make their own holiday? No. No. So, so, so I figure we're going to get an announcement they're canceled soon enough. Probably. I think uh, the Tarantino one was like, Tarantino mentioned it and he talked about it, but like they never actually got beyond like a script phase or and, and then the people that actors that did read it they said the script was insane um and like they're trying to go back in time to world war ii or or the um the or world war ii or the 1920s or something um but yeah they said i remember reading somewhere that the script was bonkers 
Which, I mean, Tarantino <laughs> is known for that, so... Yeah. Alright, so, okay. Do you guys... Would you guys want a brand new Star Trek with a brand new captain and, and new story? Or do you want the continuation of the um, Kelvinverse? Uh, I, I like the continuation of the Kelvinverse because I like Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't want J.J. Abrams involved in almost any capacity. Like, especially as a director. If he's writing his own script, but... I'd be down if he's just producing it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd be down. All right. New Jake? Or classic Jake? <laughs> uh, I'd go either way. I mean, uh, I, I, but instead of TV, if they're going to go with a different cast, they should have a new ship and a new crew. And no lines like, science is awesome. None of that. None mm-hmm. of that. <laughs> All right, so I I really like a lot the Kelvin Inverse car- actors. I love Zachary Quinto as Spock. I think he's fantastic. I, I, mm-hmm. I love Simon Pegg as Scotty. I love um, Carl Urban. Carl Urban is both. Yeah, I love them. I think they're great. Um, I would love a fourth one, but I want new. I want new, and I don't want a Discovery movie. I don't want a uh, lower decks movie. I want a new yeah. new. Thing. I want a new crew. I, you know, that's going to be something that's revolutionary for Star Trek because we've never, all the movies are based on previous entities. They're based on Next Generation or the classic. They're not, no one has ever had a new, like, they introduced the characters in that movie, movie. Um, so I would definitely want that. Have a new movie, have new aliens, have just, it doesn't have to be connected to the other verses. I mean, if they want to, sure, but they don't have to. I mean, they could have an in-canon movie that has a new set, a new characters, and new aliens, and just have fun with it. Yeah. Um, people were saying, do you want a Star Trek Next Generation reboot? Uh, no. Uh, not net yet. Maybe in like 10, 20 more years, maybe, because they still have Picard going, and I, I, you can't. I don't want the reboot to happen yet. But um, I, I think that is inevitable. Um, do I want it? I don't know. But, but like, yeah, everybody's aging, and just get new stuff that's not Discovery or Picard or Lower Decks. Um, I, I I enjoy Discovery a lot. I like Picard to a degree, and Lower Decks is a lot of fun. So have something new. I think that would be the best way of doing everything. Uh, classic Jake, what are your thoughts? Yeah, because uh, and also you may want to. Re- y- y- they also might want to think about maybe they want to pay some people to actually create them some new IP and give them a cut of it. Because I mean, uh, I I think kids want their own thing. They don't want to watch grandpa's TV shows turned into movies. I mean, that being said, I would absolutely love a, uh, a Star Trek Deep Space Nine movie. Um, that Voyager movie or a um, <laughs> a movie on Enterprise. I think they have a lot of stuff there that'd be fun. Yeah. But I, I, Voyager is interesting because they're, gonna, they're doing their, you know, like a, um, the two actors are doing podcasts about Voyager and they're having a Voyager retrospective soon. Deep Space Nine had their retrospective documentary a couple years ago uh, but Deep Space Nine that story definitely has room but it'll be really hard for people that have not watched Deep Space Nine to get into a movie um, because it's 
off. It'd be better off reviving them as TV shows because then you could really spend the time to d- to d- to develop the characters. And um, of course, um, Enterprise. I really grew to like Enterprise, and I felt like they really got better um, as they were going on the air and having a, a. I think that would be a really fun, interesting thing. But there's so much there that you could do. I just say, just be new. Just don't depend on anything else. You, you could still have the whole Starfleet and everything. You know what I'd absolutely love, which I think it would be really bonkers, a World War Three movie. But because people don't understand, there was World War Three is in Star Trek. It just it's never talked about, never shown, and it's something that is um, that's happened. And after World War Three, people rebuilt and then it made to first contact eventually. Um, as they made a warp drive, and so having a World War Three movie, Star Trek, could be a way to have a really interesting new story that the, none of the TV shows have done that much about. They kind of referenced it offhand here and there. Um, so I'm definitely game for that, but I don't want I don't want recycled ideas. I, I mean, that's the problem within Into Darkness. They recycled the idea of two and. Con, it's like just give me something new. Yeah. All right. So, with that, uh, we'll be wrapping up this podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody. Before this podcast wraps up, I want to thank my patrons. Thank you, Kano 3D, Mr. Bengal Five, and Kevin Winter for your financial support on Patreon.com. So that's gonna be it for this podcast. Thanks for listening. You can find 3D or 2D on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, and more. Just look for 3D or 2D. Links are in the info box. If you want to send us listener mail, our email address is email 3D or 2D at gmail.com. Thank you for either listening or watching this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone.